I've not done anything else that's made me feel as good as running does, even on the bad days. Dizruns Radio, episode 708, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you once again by my friends over at Exoskin, who really make some of the the best uh, base layer type of gear. And, and honestly, a lot of it you can wear. You know, it's not just base layer; it can be uh, the layer. You know, especially as temperatures start to warm up. Um, great gear to wear, sweat wicking, super comfortable, chafe free, blister free, all that good stuff. And best best for last, maybe. Um, also comes with a 30 day guarantee, money back guarantee. So wear it, abuse it, take it out there and, and use it. And if you're not happy, uh, they'll give you your money back. So what have you got to lose? Literally nothing. You might just find that you got some really good gear. Um, and, and if, and if you disagree for some reason, I don't think you will, but if you do, all you got to do is, uh, get in touch with with them and, uh, they'll, they'll, you know, send the gear back. They'll send you your money and, uh, no worse note for the wear. So if you want to check it out, exoskin.us is the website and certainly make sure you use the code disruns at checkout. It'll save you a few bucks. Uh, and it'll also, you know, make sure that they know that, uh, it came, it, it came from me from here. Um, so that they know that their advertising dollars are going to good use. So exoskin.us disruns at checkout, save 20%. And now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today I'm going uh, a few easy miles with a woman that uh, definitely comes highly re- highly recommended from uh, past guest Jacqueline Riccio. And uh, after stalking her on Instagram for a while and checking out her website, it's, it's pretty easy to see why I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to have a great chat today. Uh, today's guest has been a, a runner for the majority of her life, although there's a little gap in there where she didn't do as much running, we, which we'll probably get into at some point. Um, and re- more recently, in the last couple of years, uh, she's also become a coach, uh, a RRCA running coach to help other runners reach their potential and, and, you know, do, you know, do, do what us coaches do to help runners uh, succeed. And, uh, y'all know that I love talking shop with, uh, an, another coach, any chance I get. And, uh, I'm certainly forward to looking, certainly looking forward to doing so today with Ms. Lindsay Cope. So, uh, thanks for joining us today, Lindsay, really appreciate it. And welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. I'm so excited to, to chat with you today. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And guys, if you, uh, enjoy the conversation and want to check out some more of what Lindsay's got going on, um, the, the places, the, the best places, and you know, everything's always interconnected. But uh, lindsaycopecoaching.wixsite.com is the website, and that's Lindsay with an E, not an A. You know, make sure you get the, the right the right spelling there. Uh, copecoaching.wixsite.com. Uh, and on, on Instagram and Facebook, on, on the socials, uh, it's the same handle uh, at Lindsay Cope Coaching. Again, S L I N D S E Y C O P E C O A C H I N G. Spelling it out for you, so there's no excuses. Lindsay Cope Coaching. Uh, and we'll have everything linked up as we always do in the show notes. And for today, you can get the show notes at disruns.com slash 709. So if you're out on the go, forget forget which spelling of Lindsay or, or whatever it is, whatever your excuse is, you have none because you just know. Go back to the show notes. We've got links all, all over there. Uh, disruns.com slash 709 for today's episode. So Lindsay, the way we always start off the conversation is with uh, 
a pretty simple question that for some folks, um, it's a pretty easy one to answer. For some folks, I'm pretty much able to, to kind of guess that I, I think I probably know where they're going to go. Uh, and for some, some folks that I, I kind of think maybe, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I know that I have a good idea what your answer might be. But you know, some people, it's a little bit more of a, of a tougher uh, question to, to answer because there's so many good distances. But it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, so this one's pretty straightforward for me. Um, the marathon is definitely my favorite distance to race. Um, it was the first major race I did, my first marathon I did when I was 17. I've done eight more since then, and I've always seen myself as more of a endurance runner than a speedy kind of, like 5Ks for me, are they're over before they start and they <laughs> require a lot of speed, and that was just never my jam. I did track for one semester in high school, and my coach was like, yeah, you're going to run the two mile because <laughs> I couldn't do anything shorter. I just didn't have that burst. Um, but yeah, I love the marathon distance. I've started doing more ultra racing as well because really the endurance is, mm. is my jam. First marathon at 17, that, uh, that, that definitely jumps out is something I'd, I'd love to, to dive into a little bit more. And, and probably for what you could imagine would be the obvious reasons. We hear every so often, and I've, I've bounced this off of various people before, especially those like you that, that ran first marathons, what, you know, what a lot of people would say would be quote unquote too, too young. Um, mm. but, uh, you know, what, what got you going or I don't know, take, take us back to, to that point in your life where, you know, still, still in high school, um, training for a marathon, not something that's super common. What, what, what got you going to running that long of a distance? Cause I mean, again, feel like at that, at that age, you know, long distance might be 5k, maybe 10k, maybe half mm -hmm. marathon, but marathon, like, like, no, that's, that's too much for a, a young, a young person to run. Where, where did that seed get planted for you? Yeah. Well, my dad has been a runner for, Oh gosh, 20 years, some, something crazy. And he actually was a runner when I was like 10, 11, 12, and I'd go bike with him. And, and so I kind of transitioned into running by watching my dad and then we would run together and we raced some local 5Ks. And then as I got older, I was following, back then it was blogs, mm -hmm. um, just old enough that Instagram wasn't around when I was in middle school and high school. <laughs> Um, but you know, I followed a lot of blogs of, of people who did marathons and it really just kind of stuck out to me as like, that seems really cool. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. That seems like the, the marker of like a runner of like that endurance of, of 26.2. And, and I, um, I did, so I was homeschooled for, for most of my high school and then my senior year, um, I went to the public school and, and I missed the cross country season, but I joined the track season. And, and like I said, I was not ever a speedy runner. And so I left there and I, I started doing cross country in college. So I started freshman year of college when I was 17. Mm, so I okay. spent the summer training for the marathon because it just got in my head that that is what I wanted to do. And my dad was like, super on board with it. He he's kind of, we're both very competitive. So I feel like anytime I'm like, I'm going to go do this. He's like, well, I have to do it then too. Mm. Um, so we, we both started training for that and it was nice to have that kind of buddy system and be able to spend time doing that. Um, and then when I showed up for, for my, 
you know, first couple of weeks of cross country, my, my coach there was like, wait, you ran the 16 miler? <laughs> was that really you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was really me. Like I'm, I'm also training for this marathon. Can I do both? And, uh, kind of begrudgingly, he was like, yeah, I guess you can do both. Mm. Um, so I had my first marathon lined up for October. Um, so I started training for that really in January. I just gave myself as much time as possible because my first double digit run was actually January of that same year. Okay. Um, 2010. So I did a 10 mile run in January in ice in snow. It was <laughs> such a fun run. And I was like, okay, I can train for this marathon. I can do it. Wow. Okay. So lots of, lots of things to, to kind of put together there. I, I want to go back to the, to the, um, college co- cross country coach. Um, I, I, uh, I worked for a couple of years when I was in grad school at, at middle mm-hmm. Tennessee state university with like, I'm an, I'm an mm-hmm. athletic trainer by trade. So I was working with the, uh, you know, division one track cross country teams. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I like to think we had a pretty laid back cross country coach, but I feel like if, if somebody would have come you know, come in in the fall and said, Oh yeah, by the way, coach, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to, to run in this meet this weekend because I'm, I'm running a marathon. Um, that that probably wouldn't have gone over so well. So you said he kind of begrudgingly said it was okay, but was it was that uh, was that a, a the point of friction that I envisioned in my head, or was it really kind of like, all right, well, whatever, I guess that's what you're going to do. Um, you know, I I wasn't again not a speedy runner. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. I was a walk on <laughs> to the team, so mm-hmm. I think he knew that I enjoyed running, and he he saw me as having a place on the team, but I was not one of his top runners. So I think that made a huge difference. Gotcha. Like, I think if I was one of the top, you know, five females on the team, he would have been like, Hey, you got to decide your priority here. <laughs> right. Um, because yeah, it, it's really challenging to do the really fast short runs and then the long kind of endurance at the same mm-hmm. time. And, um, but because I was lower on the team and, and, and less of a, a priority, I think, um, I think he kind of let that slide and was like, sure, you can, you can try and do both. You just still have to show up for all the practices and, you know, follow our coaching plan. And then on your long run days, you can go run with the guys instead of the girls. Gotcha. Gotcha. How did, how did that, um, how did that play out for that, that, that year? And, and, and I don't know, did you run beyond that in cross country where like having that, that long, you know, much longer than what you would compete at for, for distances and, 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 you know, training for a marathon, did that seem to help you, uh, you know, as far as the, the college days went? Well, well, um, I think about probably what every coach envisions would happen happens. Um, so I, I did get faster and then I did do the endurance. And then about a month before the marathon, I injured my Achilles, um, and couldn't run. Mm-hmm. Like I could barely walk. Um, so pretty much what you would expect to happen when you're doing that kind of, uh, contrasting kind of training mm-hmm. happened. I was overtraining, over, overdoing the speed, overdoing the long runs, um, increasing too fast. And it just hit my Achilles and I was down for gotcha. about a month before the marathon. So, so which, which marathon was the first one? Uh, oh gosh, they call it something different now, but it was called the Sphinx Marathon in South Carolina. It's a smaller kind of, uh, marathon in Greenville. I think I might've done it one of the first years that they had it. They call it something else now, but originally it was called Sphinx Marathon. Gotcha. Well, how, how was that? I mean, you know, again, kind of, uh, 
glossed over this when, when you were talking about, oh yeah, I ran my first marathon at 17. But now, now that we've fleshed the story out a little bit, you know, running, <laughs> running in college at the same time, now dealing with a, an Achilles issue uh, that kind of keeps you from running for, for most of that last month leading up to the race. How, how, I mean, you, we already know that, that you, that you ran it, but, but how was the race itself? The race itself was, so, uh, me and my dad both went to, to race it and, and he did his own thing and I did mine. And, um, it was kind of a blur now, you know, thinking back, you know, nine years now, but, um, it was a great experience. I just remember loving it. And I did, I did have a, you know, I wasn't obviously supposed to run it with the Achilles injury, nothing was healed. And so I would never recommend to one of my <laughs> athletes to go do this. Um, but of course we're better at, you know, saying the, the classic do as I say, do. not as I do coaching advice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guilty too. So yeah, good, 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 yeah. good company. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I limped through a lot of the race, but I just remember it was such an amazing experience and it just, I, it, it's unlike anything else. And I think, you know, so many runners have run marathons and I think no matter how many times you run it, there's that rush of emotion and just adrenaline and everything. And I, I do remember like I ran across the finish line and my dad was there and I just remember like bursting into tears, which I pretty much do after every marathon now, but it was, it was a, it was a ride, but it was a, it was a really, really fantastic experience. And I definitely finished and despite some pain was like, yeah, I'd do that again. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what was, um, so you finished the, the first marathon, um, and then I'm assuming back, back to college and, and, the, and running cross country. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you, what was, what was the rest of the college running experience like for you? Yeah. So, um, after that I was done because my Achilles was mm. just completely shot. Um, so I, was out from the team the rest of that semester. I struggled with some mental health, um, kind of a high anxiety, depression, and, and I ended up considering dropping out of school, considering transferring schools. Either way, I quit cross-country. I, I didn't go on to do the track season, and then I, I decided not to go back for um, cross-country the next year. Um, I dabbled in a couple other marathons, um, and then I, that's actually when I kind of stopped running was the following year. Okay. 20, 2011, 2012. So I stopped running for a couple years after that. So really that first marathon was like peak and then it kind of <laughs> tapered out after that. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. So, um, what, what brought you back? You know, I, I, I feel like maybe not within the running community so much, but I feel like maybe probably most of us have that one friend or that one family member that was like, yep, bucket list. I'm going to do this one marathon and then, and then I'm throwing away the running shoes forever and probably have at least some of them. I, I feel like I can think of a few that have pretty much done that, you know, trained up for that first marathon mm -hmm. and, and that's it. Um, and it, it kind of sounds like it, and it, maybe I'm taking some liberties with the story here a little bit, but it kind of sounds like you were kind of on that, that trajectory a little bit of like, yeah, this was fun, but then, you know, life and, 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 you know, like you said, so struggling with some mental health issues and just, just being in college. I mean, shoot, like, you know, I, I can think of a lot of things I would rather done than train for a marathon when I was in, in college. Um, what, what brought you back? Yeah. So, um, in 2015, that's when I moved to Chicago to pursue my master's degree. And, you know, it was just kind of one of those very random, I was there, I was in a new city. I didn't know anyone. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go run. I'm just going to mm -hmm. see what that's like. 
Um, and so I, I went out for a run and it was really fun to see the city that way. And, and it was a good experience. And, um, so that is about the time that Instagram really had started and, and more and more people were getting on it. Um, and so I was on Instagram at that point too. And I started following a couple of different runners in the city. So that way maybe I could, my thought was I'm going to watch them, see where they run in the city and then know where to go run. Mm. Um, but it really helped to kind of build that idea of like, Oh, you know, it's motivating. There's community. I would watch people go run and I'd be like, I want to go do that too. And so it kind of just snowballed from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, because it wasn't really like one thing, you know, nobody said anything to me. I didn't have like some race. I just mm -hmm. laced up and was like, yeah, let's try this again. Gotcha. Was it, uh, was it tough going? Because I, I, not that I took a four year hiatus, but I probably took a four or five month hiatus after my first marathon mm -hmm. where, um, I mean, I probably ran two miles in those four or five months. And, and it, I mean, that might be generous that, that I even ran two miles. Um, and I can remember not as vividly, but I, I can certainly remember getting back out there and being like, well, hell, like what? I, you know, last time I ran, I, I went 26 miles and, and now it's like, I can't go two miles. Um, mm -hmm. was there some of that type of, of struggle or what was, what was, you know, coming back into to running? Was it, was it difficult? Was it kind of frustrating to be like, wow, like I've taken so much time off. I'm pretty much starting from square one. Like how, how did that play out? Um, I definitely knew I was starting from square one, but it, it was not a, a shocker or surprise after, you know, four years away from it and four years of, you know, um, not living a very healthy lifestyle, I would say, <laughs> to kind of put it nicely. And and uh, so, yeah, it was, you know, I'd run a mile, I'd run a couple of miles, I'd run walk a couple of miles. I um, went, went much well, I mean, again, I never was an incredibly fast runner. And so I, you know, I went probably the same pace, but yeah, the, the build up into it took a while. I know it took me a couple months before I got back in the double digit kind of runs. Um, and then I decided I was like, I was super naive at that point. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do the, the Chicago marathon. Cause I'm here in Chicago. Mm. That's obviously not how that works. <laughs> um, so I, I, I missed the ball on that one, but I was like, okay, well, what else could I do here? And, um, so they had the Chicago, there was a lakefront, there's the lakefront in Chicago and they held a, an ultra, a 50 K and a 50 miler on the lakefront. And so I was like, well, if I can't do the marathon, I'll just sign up for the 50 K. <laughs> Sol um, solid logic right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really just brilliant. So that gave me, um, what? five months, six months, something like that to train for that. And so that was kind of my build back into it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, wow. Well, I, I can't, I'm not going to leave that, that just hanging. So, um, your second big race, you know, if, if I'm again, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like I'm putting the pieces <laughs> together here. Second big, long, you know, marathon ish distance race was in a marathon. It was a, it was a 50 K first, first big race coming back after, uh, several years off. Um, mm -hmm. how, how did, how did that, uh, how did that build up training process? Were you, were you questioning your sanity? Cause I, again, I, I don't uh, like to shine the light on me here, but it was like, you know, when I ran my first marathon or first, uh, ultra, 
Um, mm -hmm. like I got through the marathon distance. I was like, wow, I feel pretty good. And it was like, as soon as I took like that step into 26.3 and beyond ter territory, it was just yeah. like, what in the hell have I gotten my, like, this is miserable. Why isn't the race over with yet? Um, mm -hmm. so what was, what was that first ultra with still being, I don't want to say new, but like, it's not like you had done a dozen marathons at that point. Like you, you just done the one right. now you're doing a 50 K. What was that? What was that race like? So I, I will go back and say I did one other marathon okay. in before I kind of completely stopped running. It was a it was not trained at all. It took me, I think, five and a half hours. It was a painful, painful experience. Um, and that was in North Carolina. So I did run that marathon. Okay. But yeah, it had been a while since I had raced anything. So I I had no idea what I was doing. I looked up uh, an ultra training plan online and just was like, Sure, I'll do this. Um, started running uh, a lot, just running a lot. And then, of course, um, my dad right there, competitive competitive as can be, was like, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> he had signed up for the same race. And, you know, in the, the training plans, they typically have you run uh, close to a marathon distance, if not a marathon mm -hmm. distance, to train for the 50K. And we were like, well, why don't we just make that a race? So me and him went and ran uh, more cowbell in um, Missouri mm -hmm. um, in, oh gosh, when was that? September, maybe? I can't remember. It was like September. It was close to, to the the 50K, which was at the end of October. Okay. And uh, I PR'd that. Um, actually had sub four hour with that. So I was wow. pretty happy and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do pretty good in this, this 50 K. Um, the 50 K itself is, is one of my most memorable races because, you know, with Chicago at the end of October, you never know what you're going to get. Mm. We got a 30 degree day mm. for the high pouring rain the entire time. Um, and right there on the lakefront. So wind, wind cutting through mm -hmm. of course um and it was an out and back it was three out and back loops oh boy so yep so it was out and back in the rain and it took us uh, it took us five hours and five minutes i remember being really mad that i wasn't sub five <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah that was I mean, we got done and we were shaking, we were blue, we couldn't move anything. We were miserable, but it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember definitely hitting the marathon distance and being like, uh, why did I sign up for this? I think we <laughs> asked ourselves that like 20 times in that race. Like, why did we, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> yeah. When, when the, when the weather turns, uh, literally sideways, um, yeah, that's, that's, a. Uh, I feel like that's a question that uh, we've all we've all been out there before, whether it's a race day or training running. Going, what what are we doing? Why why are we doing this? Why are we putting ourselves through it? And then and then you get that next run when it's beautiful weather out, and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is why. Um, so so getting back into it now, kind of climbing the the ladder a bit. Um, I don't know if if compare and contrast is quite the right way of saying it, but but I, whatever, we'll, we'll roll with it. I'll, I'll I'll say compare and contrast. Um, you know, at this and we'll we'll go to to present day. You know, now at this point, uh, if if mm -hmm. memory serves, from looking at the website, you've done nine, eight or nine marathons, uh, mm -hmm. three I think fifty k's and, and a fifty miler. Um, you know, I know you already said that that without question, favorite distance is, is the marathon. But con comparing and contrasting marathon running for you and and ultra marathon running for you, um, what what do you, what do you like? You know. 
I don't know. What, what do you like more about the ultra distances that you keep going back? Because again, I feel like it's one of those things where people maybe dip their toes in it once in a while and they're like, yeah, no, I think I'll stick to 26.2. Um, but it seems like you kind of keep dipping those toes in there a little bit. So, so what keeps drawing you back to the ultra side of things on occasion? Yeah. Um, again, just, I love endurance mm. running. I I've always kind of joked that like, I'll go run. However, like I'll run for hours. I don't care. I'll, I'll run as much as you want me to run, but ask me to do like a push up, and I'm out. <laughs> um, so that's always kind of been my approach is I love to just go run for hours. It, it just makes me happy. Um, I'm not fast at it. I'm not even going to try and pretend, but I just enjoy it. And honestly, I, I have, you know, like every runner out there, I think pretty much I have this goal to hit a BQ. But after that, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to do any more speed. I don't need to, to keep pushing down the PR on the marathon. It doesn't make me as happy as going and running for like five hours right. and, and pushing the, the distance as far as I can. My goal is to do another 50 miler and then see what I can hit after that. I definitely, it's a different kind of running community in the running community. Mm -hmm. And, and I'd enjoy it. So yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to eventually hopefully be more on that side than on the, <laughs> than on the, the, the marathon and, and below side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, do you, uh, have you dabbled in the, uh, the trail running side of, of ultras? Obviously with, with Lakeshore, that's pretty much, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's on the road, but it's, it's paved, paved, paved mm -hmm. out and back. Um, have you, have you done some trail ultras yet? Yeah, I did. Um, so the, uh, I don't know that it would technically be considered trail for the 50 miler. It was, it was dirt path. Sounds, sounds trail to me. So, sounds like that fits the bill. Yeah, it was, it was a loop. So it wasn't, it wasn't gotcha. too bad, but the third 50 K I did was total just trail in the mountains, technical trails. Like you had to go through mm -hmm. water, and climb over rocks and all this kind of jazz. And, um, that that wasn't my favorite. I think that took me <laughs> six and a half hours or something like that. And I just remember it was in um I don't remember what it's called, but it was in South Carolina. And I just remember the the finish. It was uh three loops. Some something about that three loops mm -hmm. for the fifty. Um, it's three loops and the end of each loop coming up to like where the finish would eventually be was uphill. And um again, my dad. He's there at every single race because, again, that you can't if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so he's there and we're both just climbing this hill every time and just like cursing and going, why? Like we're cursing the race directors mm -hmm. and the set it up like y'all are just mean for, for making this an uphill finish three different times. <laughs> so um, that was my only experience. I did a lot of trail running when I lived in Chicago. Um, kind of ironically, I would drive out of the city to run mm -hmm. on trails. Um, and when I lived in Virginia, I did a lot of trail running, but since I've been back in Georgia, it's been a little more limited. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm in central Florida. So even, even our, you know, kind of like how you said, I don't, I don't know if that 50 mile counts as a, as a, as a real trail. Like those are, those are <laughs> our trails too. So I, I, I get you. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a whole different, in my opinion, at least my, my view, it's, it's a whole different world when you start looking at it. Yeah. trails and, and how all of a sudden, you know, I mean, cause with, with, with road running for the most part, you know, 26.2 is 26.2. And yeah, some, some are a little bit 
hillier. Some you got to climb a little bit more, but it's all it's all runnable. It's all it's all roads, you know, uh, a little bit more standard. But but boy, you start looking at, at trail running, and it's like 150k might take you know, and and uh, you know, like you said, not, not I'm not fast either, you know. So it's like like this 50k might take you five and a half or six hours, and the next one might take you ten hours, and it's like, well, what the hell? Well, it's, that's the course. That's mm-hmm. that's the trail. Um, so there's so many, so many variables, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, like you said, it's a different section of the community. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to get out there and, and just, just go and be out there for whether it's all day or, you know, sounds like you're, you're kind of inching towards being out there, you know, all night and all day and all into the next night and, and, uh, crossing off some of those really long distance races, uh, before too long. So, um, enjoy it. And, and I can't wait to see what the, what the future holds for you on that front. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. So, uh, Lindsay, I want to shift gears uh, a little bit. I'm sure we'll probably dabble back into some of the, the running t- talk as well, but kind of talk into to coaching. But uh, before we do, I want to take a second and uh, just pay, pay a couple of bills. Thank the folks over at Exoskin for their continued support of the show. Um, and, and guys, as, as you know, spring is is springing, uh, at least hopefully hopefully it is for all of you that are up north and have been dealing with, with polar vortexes and bomb cyclones and, and whatever the heck the weather gods have been throwing at you this winter. Um, you know, it's, starting, it's, it's either starting to warm up or it's going to start warming up one of these days. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but being down here in Florida, um, it, it never really gets to be winter. And I've been, been, uh, you know, kind of in that, that in-between zone of like, it's not quite no shirt weather yet, but it's definitely not, you know, I need something that breathes well. And, uh, since I've, I've gotten on board with Exoskin and, and they've sent me some of their, their different options, different, uh, apparel choices between the socks and the shirts and things like that to, to try out. Um, I'm really, really enjoying, uh, running with with the exoskin tops, the, the different. I've got a sleeveless version. I've got one with with sleeves. I didn't get one of the longer sleeve ones. Probably should have. I, I could have enjoyed a long sleeve. I always enjoy a long sleeve t shirt that, that breathes well. Um, not that this is a t shirt. It's 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 a dry fit, sweat wicking, high quality um, piece of piece of equipment. I mean, really, it is. It's it's a great piece of gear. Um, and, and one of the things I love most about it, and I've I've put this to the test for you guys. I, you know, if, if there's anything that I'll do for for uh, y'all, Rebecca isn't always on, on board with some of my experiments here, but um, I've worn the exoskin socks, I don't know, probably eight or 10 runs in a row before before washing them. And based on whatever their guru, which doctory technology is that they have, it's all patented. So I don't know if you can figure it out. It's something with copper woven into the fabric. Um, the stuff just doesn't smell. And I'll admit, I don't have this the best sense of smell, but my wife does and she didn't complain so, you know, if, if you want to get yourself some good gear that, you know, you don't, not, not that I'm encouraging you to not wash your stuff every time you go for a run, especially as the temperatures get warm and you start sweating like crazy. Um, but you don't have to wash them every time you go for a run, which for some of these long runs, like we're talking about with Lindsay being out on the trail, if you're camping and running and things like that, it's kind of nice to have some good gear that doesn't stink up the tent or stink up the backpack or stink up the back of your car uh, after you're running with. And that's what exoskin is. And like I said, it breathes great. Um, I'm going to go back to bareback here pretty soon. Once it, once it gets finally warm enough to, to do that. But uh, in between, I, I can't recommend exoskin enough. So like I said, socks, shorts, tights, um, different length shorts for the ladies. Um, sleeves, no sleeves, uh, all, all the options are there. More things coming all the time. Exoskin.us is the website. And uh, if you decide to get something, Use the code Dizruns at, at checkout to save yourself twenty percent. Let's them know that their sponsor dollars are are you know generating some some revenue for them, which obviously makes makes them happy. Um, but it makes you happy too because you're saving you're saving a few bucks on some really really high quality gear. So definitely check it out. Exoskin.us. So Lindsay, um, 
<clears throat> excuse me there. Like, like I said, uh, getting back into, um, or getting into coaching I mean, in the last couple of years, you got, you picked up, um, or you started doing some health coaching, if I remember right. And also some running coaching, what kind of mm-hmm. got, got the ball rolling in that direction? I mean, obviously, you know, running is something that, that you enjoy doing, but, but where did you decide to go? Hey, let's, let's see if I can use some of this, this passion and joy that I have for, for the sport and just for healthy living in general to help others on, on these two different, uh, very much the same path, but the, the health and, and running coaching side of things. Yeah. So, um, I started, so I moved to Virginia and I just kind of wanted something to kind of be more of like a passion project. And, uh, so I originally started with, with Beachbody, which is pretty well known, but it was, it had a direction I didn't really like. I didn't really like having to sell weight loss mm. to people. That wasn't my goal, but I really enjoyed the aspect of working with people and helping them think through their goals and kind of work towards their goals. And, and my background's in social work and I, I work as a therapist. And so I feel like those things kind of go hand in hand as far as just kind of being able to connect with people where they're at and figure out where they want to go and and help them get there. Um, And so I I was like, okay, well, now that I know for sure that I enjoy this coaching aspect, I'm willing to invest more in it. So I went to uh, an RRCA class and it was a really fantastic experience. I learned there's, you know, you do a lot of like self-study as, as runners typically, you know, to figure out like what's going to work the best and, and how to get to those goals. And I'd always kind of just followed plans I found and tweaked them to fit what I knew about myself. And, um, so having kind of the, the class to kind of give me more information about running and, and just, it really deepened my passion. But then I was like, this is fantastic. I would love to to work with people and help them figure out where they want to go and how to get there. And, and I worked with a, a coach and that was a great experience for me personally. So it, it kind of was like all during the same time and it came together and that's kind of what led me to starting a coaching business and, um, just reaching out to runners and, and yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, what's been the, uh, I don't know quite how to say this. So just, just about in, in, in everything, you know, there's, there's always those things that like, Oh yeah, this, this looks like it'll be fun. This, this will be great. Um, and then there's always, there's always that, that at least one, so hopefully only one, uh, kind of aspect that's kind of like, Oh, I didn't realize that, that in this case in coaching, I would have to do this. Or this is kind of the, the side of coaching that, uh, Oh man, I, you know, not, not exactly my favorite part of, of the job. Um, hopefully there's not, but I'm assuming that, that maybe there might be, can you think of anything on the coaching side that, that, uh, you know, is, is less than ideal, but you know, like I said, it's, it's part of the job and, and it's part of, of the process of, of working with people and helping them, uh, reach their goals. That, that isn't your, your favorite part of, uh, the coaching side of things. Hmm. That's, <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause I mean, for me, I mostly do online coaching. So mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think of like which piece, probably the biggest piece is like when I feel like when I feel like I'm kind of droning on mm-hmm. to my, my athlete, I'm kind of like, okay, well maybe I should, should stop repeating myself. But <laughs> I don't even know if that is the same thing you're asked. I don't know. I don't think there's okay. an aspect I really okay. dislike. I like making the training plans. I love getting the background from athletes and the day-to-day coaching um, 
is a good process as well. So I don't, I don't gotcha. know. That's, that's fair. That's fair. And maybe it's, 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 it's a tough question. Maybe I didn't ask it well, but like for, for me, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, when, when things are, are going well and, and, uh, or maybe more likely when things aren't going as well and there's a race coming up and then, and then it's like, you kind of got to uh, hate to hate to even bring it up, but you know, bring break out the the bad news that like, all right, well, our goal for this race, we might need to reconsider. Because um, I, you know, <laughs> as as the coach, it's like, did did I let the the person down? Mm-hmm. Did, did I screw up by by you know, maybe things all have gone well, but like for the most part, they have. But maybe the goal just doesn't seem like it's attainable. So did I did I let somebody set their sights too high? Did I not do it? Mm-hmm. Like like just start asking all these questions when things don't go go according to plan. So it's it's you know like I said it's it's not the, not a pleasant part of the job, but it's it's part of the job. And, and if you haven't had to have those conversations yet, that's that's awesome. Hopefully you don't ever have to have them because boy they are they are not they're not the most fun uh, chats to have to have. No, that's a that's a good point. I have had to have those conversations or or similar ones, and it is it is kind of like you you feel, or at least I've felt like, oh gosh, I've I've let this mm-hmm. look, at, or if they don't if they don't hit their goal in a race or something. So I I understand what you're saying there as far as it is it it definitely makes me feel like, oh no, did I let this this athlete down? Did I do something that you know didn't help them hit hit their their goal here or race their best and you know, if, if something's going on, like they're injured or something, and I have to have that conversation of like, I'm, you know, kind of like somebody should have probably sat me down and had that conversation with me. Like, <laughs> this is probably not the best right. idea to go into this race injured. I've had a couple of those conversations and they are pretty tough, but mostly I try and rely on my athlete being the expert and, and just kind of going, you know, here's my suggestion, mm-hmm. but obviously, you know, you know, you, and you're going to do what you feel is best for you, but that's maybe the, the the wrong approach. I'd love to know, you know, the right way to handle those. Well, and it's, I mean, probably like anything there, I don't know that there is a, a right way. There's, there's, there's the way in each, in each situation. And, and some people, um, I feel like maybe I've, I've had to learn, um, that some people you kind of do have to, to lay down the law and be like, no, don't, don't do this. Um, and -hmm. some people you can rely a little bit more on to, to say, Hey, here's, here's the situation. Um, you know, like here are the possible outcomes of, of, you know, pushing forward and running this race or, or doing, doing whatever, um, both good and bad and kind of help, you know, lay out, lay out the the situation, but it's, it's tough. And that's, you know, that's, that's, part of the job. And, and for me, I'm, I'm a a puzzle guy. So it's, it's always like every, every situation is a, Mm -hmm. is like a puzzle piece, you know, and trying to put things together and, and trying to, to help, um, you know, obviously help the person I'm working with, but also help me to learn so that when a situation repeats itself, because these situations always repeat themselves in some form or fashion, it's like, all right, well, what did Mm -hmm. I do last time? And how can I, how can I make it better? Which I think is, is part of running as well. You know, like how did, how did I prepare for this race, whether it was with a coach or not? Um, you know, what, what did I, what can I take from this experience and, and learn from it and hopefully do better next time, which is, uh, I, I hope what all of us are, are working towards, you know, with, with our pursuit of whatever goals that we might have. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point. And, and I'm sure I'll have more of those conversations <laughs> as, as I keep going <laughs> and uh, it's definitely a pretty experience. So I, I agree with that. Well, good, good. Um, as a coach, how, how is, um, being a coach now and for, if, again, if my dates are, are correct, going on about two years now, um, mm-hmm. how has that shaped or influenced your own running or, or has it, are, are you able to keep them 
fairly separate um, or, mm-hmm. or do the lines kind of get blurred sometimes as far as like, you know, we talked about earlier, doing, doing what I say and not as I do type of a situation. Yeah, you know, um, when I've kind of been preaching the same stuff <laughs> to, to my athletes, I'm like, okay, maybe I should should take the modeling route. So I do try to model or, you know, show some of the stuff that I encourage my athletes to do as far as recovery and taking that time and, and doing cross training and, and thinking through really what you want from a race. Um Still, still haven't fully managed to pull back from the do as I say, not as I do. But, um, and I definitely recommend um, having a coach. Like, I don't, I try to follow plans right now um, just because um, I don't have like a true race goal going at the moment. But for the most part, I think a coach does help. And, and even a coach having a coach is very helpful because it is hard to objectively look at yourself and look at your own performance and go, this is what's needed or, or to have some of those tough conversations with yourself and, and be fully um, objective with them. So I, I think that that's definitely something that I've grown to realize and, and seen as far as other athletes too. Like sometimes it's this matter of having to have those tough conversations. And sometimes it's a matter of having to have those conversations where you go, no, I'm seeing how you're doing and you can do this. Like, don't doubt yourself. I've seen your performance here. Let's, you know, kind of, be more positive in our outlook with this race. Like you can do it. And sometimes it's hard to have those conversations with yourself. If you had a string of bad runs, you're like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so, um, yeah, I think that there's definitely been growth for me as I've seen, you know, my athletes grow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's, 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 I think, again, the, the goal always, always trying to get better, um, uh, on, on all facets of, of, you know, of the job of, of running of, of whatever the case might be. Um, and speaking of, of kind of, of the, of the job or having some of those conversations, just hearkening back to, um, what you said, kind of working in social work and, in, and as a therapist. And, and, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, I, I mean, I've had, I've had folks say before, like, you know, they're, they're bouncing things off of me and, and kind of, you know, almost even, even saying like, thanks for being my therapist on this one. And, and I didn't really do anything. I just kind of let them, you know, let them, let them talk and, and chimed in a little bit, but, but tried to stay out of the way as much. But, but do you find that, that that background, um, also helps with some of the, the conversations and maybe the, the sport psychology side of, of running as well? Yeah, I think it is helpful. Um, I mean, again, I, I think, in general, a lot of that comes from like more um, self-study and things like that. But I think it is helpful as far as like challenging some of those beliefs we can have about ourselves and and having some of those conversations of of getting an athlete to kind of do that self-reflection instead of just telling them, like trying to get them to really look at like, well, what have you done? Where can you go from here? And, And things like that. And so I, I do see them going pretty hand in hand and, and I want to connect them more. But, you know, I, I think that it definitely helps as far as being able to take that kind of compassionate, empathetic um, approach as a coach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the things I, I kind of alluded to a little bit in the, the intro there, Lindsay, is that when I do have the opportunity to talk with a, another running coach, um, I love to kind of just, you know, like I said, talk shop, do, do some do some kind of, uh, you know, just whether it's tips or pointers or things like that. And, and a lot of times, you know, folks that have been listening to the show for a while, I, I think they kind of tune me out a little bit sometimes, you know, like, like the, the voice, the voice, uh, we, we've heard this guy say that this, that, or the other thing before. Um, so it's always nice to get some, either some differing 
points of view on how to address different situations, um, or maybe <laughs> having a different voice saying kind of the same thing that I've been saying for a while and, and hope that that kind of helps to, uh, to, to break into somebody's uh, conscious a little bit and maybe help them to correct uh, an issue before it becomes a, a problem if, if that's, you know, if that's kind of how it goes down. But uh, I would love to ask kind of a couple of just kind of general coaching related mm-hmm. questions um, and, and we'll just kind of, you know, we'll flush them out as, as needed and maybe we'll get to one or two, maybe we'll get to three or four, who knows, we've got a, a few minutes left today, uh, but try to help a few folks. And, and one thing that uh, I don't know that I've ever asked any other, uh, other coaches this, I know I've talked about it before, um, but uh, the idea of, and you mentioned this when you're training for your, your, your ultra of running, you know, a marathon or, or pretty close to a marathon distance leading up to a 50 K type of race. Um, what what is your thought as as a coach and as a runner obviously with with your own training of doing some longer training runs maybe even before a marathon you know maybe maybe doing like case in point one of one of my athletes um which i it, i gave her some pushback at first but you know we, we we figured out the the common ground you know when i first started working with her she's like i would like to run a 26 mile training run you know somewhere 3 or 4 weeks before my marathon just to have that boost of confidence that I can, I can do this. I've done this before. I can do this distance type of thing. Um, versus you look at a lot of, of quote unquote traditional plans where it's like never more than 20 or you look at Hanson's and it's like run three hours. And that's, that's pretty much the maximum time that you should be on your feet. What's, what's your take on, on the subject of doing, doing long, you know, whether it's 26, whether it's 22, 24, whatever long runs for, for a marathon buildup or even something longer, like, like you did with running a, a marathon before, um, a 50k too much too too not you know too much i, I don't know what, what's your thought on the on the topic yeah um i've i've really kind of changed my opinion about this over the years and and struggled with it myself because um <clears throat> that ultra experience definitely kind of changed my uh perspective of training for the the marathon and again i just enjoy endurance so mm-hmm. sometimes i i probably go further than i should um, so I, I think a, a marathon roughly, and now that really depends on like, to me, how long it takes you to do a marathon. Right. Um, because if you're running, you know, a five and a half hour marathon to train for a 50 K, that's probably too long of a training run. Um, but I think somewhere in there is appropriate for a 50 K and, and that's what I kind of saw from the plans that I looked at for an ultra. And I didn't have a, a coach for any of my ultras. Um, so that's kind of, again, that self-taught approach and, and maybe there's a better way to go about it. But that was kind of my thought with the 50 K with my marathons. I've done long runs. I think I've done 20 milers, 22 milers, and I've even done 24 milers. And, um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of pushback, probably similar to what you gave your athlete from my coach that I had when she gave me a training plan when I was, um, training to try to qualify for Boston a couple years ago. And, and I was like, I don't see a 24 miler on this, this plan. What, why not? (laughs) And she was like, well, I I don't know that there's any benefit to doing the 24. And I was like, yeah, but you had me stopping at 20 and that just feels so short. And she, she compromised with me at 22. Um, so I feel like 20 to 22 is probably, the golden area. I usually give my athletes a little bit of wiggle room. I kind of let them feel out what feels best for them. Um, I don't typically do more than, than a couple of 20 milers in a marathon training plan for someone who's done a marathon before. 
Um, Hanson's, uh, I've never strictly followed Hanson's and I've seen a lot of people have a ton of success with it. Mentally, it's hard for me to get past not running further than like Mm -hmm. 18 miles. Um, but again, I think it is really individual to the athlete. I think beyond 22 is probably too far for a marathon training run and really training for my, I feel like I'm rambling now, but for the 50 miler I did last year, the longest I ran for that, it was actually a 12 hour race. And my goal was to run 50 within mm-hmm. that 12 hours. So the longest I trained for that was 30 miles. And I did that in seven hours. And it was just kind of like, a well, we're going to, we're going to see if I can pull that extra 20 out of somewhere. Um, so I think that that's kind of helped me see that you don't have to get super close to the distance to be able to know that you can do it because if you're in the training cycle, the reality is, is that you're going to run 20 milers or 20, 20 miles. And then like two days later, you might do like a 10 mile, Mm -hmm. you know, speed workout. And so your legs are going to have that accumulative fatigue that you're not going to have come race day and it's going to make a world of difference um so that wasn't a very clear answer there's no like one size fits mm-hmm. all and, and i'm not even sure that that was helpful but i found that 24 is probably too long for a marathon 18 for me is mentally hard to get behind but 20 to 22 feels like a, a good range no i, I think and, and i maybe i i probably didn't do that the, the proper disclaimer beforehand that obviously this is there is no one size fits all and every, every situation is going to be going to be unique and based on your, your fitness, your, your running history, all those types of things. But, um, I just, I just think it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, I think it's silly, but you know, at, at some point, obviously you're not going to run a hundred miles to train for a hundred miler. Like, you know, right. it, like <laughs> at some point the the logic doesn't, um, doesn't play doesn't out fall. to do that type of thing. But at the same time, like how come, you know, if, if you're training somebody to run, a half marathon and they're pretty, pretty fast, pretty competitive, you know, maybe looking to PR. Um, nobody would really bat an eye at saying, well, what do some, do some 15 mile long runs, do some 16 mile long runs. But if you're training somebody for a marathon, um, and again, you know, every situation being different, but, but why all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, you, you can't tell them to cross 20 miles. You can't tell them to cross 22 miles. Like that's just too much. Mm-hmm. Well, like in some cases, of course it's too much, but in some cases maybe, maybe it's not. Um, so it's just, it's just one of those things that, that I, I still wrestle with. I, I wrestle with, with myself, but it's like, you know, like I've had, you know, I mean, just as we're recording this, just, just last week, uh, I went out for a, 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 what I call a shits and giggles marathon. So I just went out by myself, had my own little cooler as my aid station and ran 26.2 miles. Like it was, it was very slow. It was within heart rate zones for the most part. So like I wasn't, and like the next day I really felt not bad. I didn't run the next day, but I, I could have. Um, so it's just like, I think sometimes we get so focused on the distance and maybe this leads into to my next kind of coaching question. Maybe, maybe we'll wrap it up here. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But like, I noticed something on your Instagram the other day, um, that, you know, basically I, I can't remember exactly, but it was a picture of your watch. And I think it was like the average heart rate type of thing. And just saying like, kept this one, this run really, really easy. Um, which is uh, something I'm a big fan of. I, I'm, I've been, pretty, pretty strict heart rate kind of mafetone type of, of training for the last year and a half and, and or not quite year and a half yet, but uh year and four months. Um, and really starting to finally see the, what I feel like is, is the progress really, really, you know, 15 months of, of work and it's finally starting to pay off. Um, again, you know, talking about maybe easy versus hard, um, mm-hmm. something that a lot of people struggle with, 
the idea that you can get faster while running easy. I feel like you're, we must be somewhat simpatico on that because based on that post, but, but what's your, your take on the, the easy runs and the value of, of running easy? Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I definitely have learned this over years, but I think that you have to run easy. And this is probably, I, I think every single one of my athletes like is so tired of getting that text from me. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think mine reality, are too, for the record. <laughs> right? It's like, how many times can Lindsay say this? Well, how many times can you not listen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're so funny. Cause it's, it is, it's a mindset. It's like, well, I really, really, really want to hit this goal. So don't I need to push everything to hit that goal? And that kind of logic just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is if you're showing up and you're doing a hard effort run on a Tuesday and then your next hard effort run is in the long run that you do Saturday, if you're doing a higher effort on your recovery days, you're going to show up to that long run and be shot. Mm -hmm. And it's just um, it's not productive. It's not helpful. You're not recovering. It it leaves you more prone for injury, which, you know, I mean, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's it benefits you more to pull back. And I do a lot of effort-based training with my athletes. So I try and and get them to train by effort versus Mm -hmm. pace. So that way they're not relying on their, their garments as much. And I'm like, your effort should be so incredibly low on those easy days. Like don't get caught up in the ego of, and I've had to do that myself because we all Mm -hmm. like the pretty numbers. We like to finish the run and be like, this was under, you know, X, Y, Z pace. Um, I've had to really have that conversation with myself and that's why the other day and and lately I've been trying to do my easy runs based on heart rate because, um, doing it based on effort wasn't enough. I was still pushing beyond and I wasn't recovering as well as I needed to. And, um, again, I'm rambling, but essentially, you know, if you're not putting that low effort in there, when it comes to the hard effort days, you're going to show up and you're not going to be able to give as much. And come race day, you're not going to feel as prepared and you're probably not going to be as prepared. And so I think it definitely has to be. I think the general kind of, um, you know, there was a book about it as well, but like 80-20, it really Mm -hmm. needs to be mostly easy running. So that way, when you show up to the hard days, you can run hard. Yeah. And then, and then you you go hard. Like, like there's no, like, "Ah, I went sort of hard, like either go hard or go real easy. But yeah, like that, that middle ground gets you in trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, that great, great stuff. And, and definitely, uh, like I said, I, I love having some of these conversations where it's like, yeah, I feel like I've pretty much been saying that, but here, hopefully here's a different voice. Hopefully this, uh, this works for some folks to hear it from a different, a different angle. Um, and, and again, just kind of a, a great way to, to remind all of us that there's always, always things we can learn from each other. So have those conversations at the coffee shop after your long run, have those conversations with, with myself or with Lindsay online, like whatever it is, like you got questions or concerns, like bounce, bounce those off of people, get, get some, some good information and, and hopefully make, make some, uh, decisions that help you move forward towards towards your goals and not have to to learn some of the lessons the hard way which again a lot of us have learned those too so you can kind of get some of that information as well but uh as we're as we're wrapping up here Lindsay, um gonna gonna close uh like i usually do with with uh something that maybe sometimes sounds a little scary it's a, the philosophical question which is really just kind of like an introductory question uh or similar similar style of you know very open-ended uh you can take it and go with it whichever whatever whichever direction you want and that's where we'll kind of wrap things up for today um but just curious, you know, at this point in your life, I mean, you've been, been running for, for most of your life, save for that, that, you know, one kind of four year block, uh, there in the, in the college years. Um, 
but but what what still gets you out the door? Why why do you still you know get out the door most days and, and get your miles in? Why why do you still run at, at this point in your life, Lindsay? Oh gosh, this would be an extremely long answer. So I'll try and <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and curve it a little bit. But I just I genuinely love running, and it would be a whole nother conversation to go into to to other things. But running, I feel like, has really saved my life in in a lot of different ways, and that feels very dramatic to say, but it's true. It it's it's a love hate relationship, but it's more love than hate, and it just makes me feel so good and. I think that we've all said it, we all see it, but running is such a metaphor for life. And I think that that is so helpful for me when I get up and I go out and it just makes me feel, mm, I don't know, <laughs> it just, I've not done anything else that's made me feel as good as running does, even on the bad days. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't see myself giving that up anytime soon. And, um, just continuing to explore and there's so many different ways you can go with running. And I think that that is what makes it, uh, such a great sport. So yeah, trying to try to keep it contained there, but it just, it really is a, a passion and, um, whether I'm training for a race or not, it, it's something that I like to get up and get out and do. I, uh, I'm not going to, not going to get in the way of that one. I think that's a, a great, a great answer and a, a great way to wrap things up. And I think a lot of people are, are agreeing with you right now as well. So, uh, once again, guys, if you want to check out more of what, what Lindsay's got going on, it's lindsaycopecoaching.wixsite.com, uh, Facebook, Instagram at Lindsay Cope coaching. Again, that's Lindsay with an E, not an A, get it right. Uh, and if you, if you can't get it right, can't remember it, or if you need any, any other information, photos, all that good stuff, disruns.com slash seven zero nine is the link back to the show notes for today. We've got everything. Ellen's Ellen's doing her magic work right now, even though she's not, because we're still recording this. But whatever, Ellen's doing doing the work to get the show notes done. Uh, the Cliff Notes version on on the website. All the links will be there as well. Disruns.com slash seven zero nine. So, uh, Lindsay, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Thank you for uh, doing what you're doing, fighting the good fight, helping helping people. You know get better as, as runners and, and as, as humans, I think as, as well. I think there's, like you said, there's, there's some metaphors in there that kind of go, the, the lines get blurred. Um, and I think that's, that's a good thing. So thanks for, for taking the time today. Uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going for, forward and, and uh, hopefully we can stay in touch and who knows, maybe, maybe do this again at some point down the line, but uh, thanks for the time and, and uh, nothing but the best. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was great to chat with you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Lindsay and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was what was your takeaway from our conversation today? That little thing that's going to linger with you a little bit and, and uh, hopefully you know improve you, improve your running, maybe improve your person, uh, improve your life for the better. Hopefully there was something. There's always strive to have something from each episode. Although obviously you just kind of let the conversation go as it goes. And hopefully there's something that speaks to, uh, speaks to you, uh, during each episode for me, the thing that uh, really stood out to me, and, and I, I'm not going to try to dog too much on, on Lindsay here, but there were a couple of times over the various courses or various parts of the conversation where she made a comment about, you know, kind of not being that fast or, or not being super fast, you know, not being, uh, being a little bit slower, um, things like that, that, that kind of came out. And, it just it just stood out to me because I think we all have said those types of things before. I know I have, um, and it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Not not that Lindsay said it, of course. That that all of us say that that all of us try to qualify our pace and and our endurance and 
our success and our feats and our accomplishments by saying, oh, you know, it wasn't that fast or, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that far. Or I only did, you know, I only did the half marathon. I'm only doing a 5k, whatever it is, whatever those qualifiers are. Um, I, I don't know that we always notice. I don't know that I always notice when I say them, I try to, but I, you know, I'm not always aware, but they're one of those things that when I hear somebody else say it, it really jumps out to me. And I kind of want to, you know, jump across the table or dive through the computer screen and shake somebody and say, you don't, you don't have to qualify. You don't have to put yourself down by saying that you're not that fast or that you only did the 5k or you only did the half marathon or, or whatever, whatever. You don't need to qualify what you're doing because remember there's always somebody out there that wishes they could do what you could do. You know, I, I don't care how quote unquote slow you are. There's always somebody who goes, gosh, I wish I could run that fast. Maybe you're just, maybe you're quote unquote, just walking. And there's somebody who's going, gosh, I wish I could, I could do what, what that person does. So do me a favor, or at least my, my takeaway from this, I, you, you can, you can take, take this with what you will. But, but my takeaway from this conversation was just that, that reminder once again, that I need to, to work on myself of doing a better job of saying, you know, for me, this is, this is what I can do and not say I'm, I'm only a four hour marathoner or I'm, I'm only, you know, I've only done two ultra marathons. That's two more than a lot of people. It just might be two more than you've done. Maybe 20 less than you've done. I, I don't know, but it's not only, it's not just, it's just, it's, it, it's what I've done. Doesn't make me better. Doesn't make me worse. Doesn't make me more. Doesn't make me less. So my takeaway from this is, is to stop doing that as much as possible. Sometimes it's, it's, it just slips out, but try to be more aware of, of when I'm saying I just, or I only, because if you're saying that to somebody else who hasn't done that yet, maybe never will, it really sounds kind of douchey. You know, if I'm saying, yeah, I, I, I'm only a four hour marathoner and, and kind of hemming and hawing and, and getting all upset that that's quote unquote, all I can do. And you're like, God, I'd just love to finish a marathon. It kind of makes it, 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 my, my complaining, my self deprecation probably makes you feel, you know, about a, a couple inches tall. And so we don't want to do that to each other. We don't want to, um, make others feel, feel less than, because again, none of us are less than none of us are more than we're all, we're all runners period full stop. And, and everything else besides that is just, you know, the, just the little characteristics, little traits that differentiate us. So do your best to not um, put others down indirectly by saying what you've only done, recognizing that there's a lot of people that wish they could do what we do on a regular basis. So that's my takeaway. A little bit of a, of a sermon maybe there as well. I apologize for that. Um, not trying to make anybody feel bad because like I said, I am as guilty of this as anyone. So uh, just try to try to do some things. Try, I'm going to try to do some things to not to be a, more aware of what I'm saying. Um, but what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Uh, could be something similar. Could be something totally different. But what was it? What was that thing that stood out to you? Let me know. At Dizruns on Twitter. At Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can shoot me an email. Dizruns at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can head over to the show notes for today's episode 
which you can find at disruns.com slash 708. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there as well uh, down in the comments section at the bottom of the page. Uh, and that way others can see it and maybe join the conversation as well. Of course, you don't have to do that, but it's always it's always nice to know what uh, what you take away from each episode. So as we're, as we're wrapping up, a little bit of, of support options or opportunities that might be there, ways you can, can help the show continue to grow, help me continue to, uh, or help me help you, you know, help, help, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of things, a lot of things, um, two that I'm going to highlight today. One, obviously supporting the sponsor. That doesn't even count as one supporting the sponsors is great. Um, and so, uh, you know, Exoskin is today's sponsor supporting them. That definitely helps. We've got a couple new sponsors that I'm talking to. Um, hopefully we'll have something to uh, announce and, and get them, uh, on board in on the show soon. Um, but you know, any, any way that you're supporting the sponsors certainly helps, uh, helps me out because it lets them know, of course, that their money is going to good use. Um, and they want to keep, keep promoting, keep advertising, um, which obviously that keeps the lights on, keeps the roof overhead, keeps things going like that. Um, but something that's a little bit more maybe direct from me to you, um, the little things course is here and it's free. It's free. Now you're saying, well, this, how does, how does taking your free course, help support you? Well, there's a whole host of ways and maybe I'll just focus on the little things course. I'll save some other stuff for another time since we're, since as per usual, I'm already getting long winded here, but the little things course is here. It is available. Disruns.com slash little things, all one word, L I T T L E T H I N G S. Not like you need me to spell little things for you, but, uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, that'll take you right to the page. Like I said, it's free. There's no, there's no upsells in there. So how, again, how does that support me? Well, obviously you go in it, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you think, wow, this is, this is pretty darn good, pretty darn useful. So then ways that, that, that supports me from there, share it, tell about it, tell other people about it. If you blog, blog about it. If you social media, social media about it. Um, if you have a, a local running club, running group that, that you run with on a regular basis and somebody starts saying, God, you know, I wish I could figure out what I need to do, um, from a, a recovery perspective or a sleep perspective, whatever, tell your friends about it, send them over there. Um, and, and help, help, help me help them because the more eyes that get on it, obviously the, the, that's, that's what it's all about. Also within the course, and it says something there on the, on one of the first, uh, first lessons of the, 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 the course as well. Um, there's a whole host of affiliate links, a whole host of them. So, you know, whenever I'm talking about a product, every single product that I mentioned in there is something that I, I have and I use. Um, and I, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be recommending it. But you, you, if you buy those things through Amazon, buy those books through Amazon, um, whatever the case might be, use the links that are in the course. Those are all affiliate links, which means that you don't pay any less than if you just go right to the Amazon homepage, search for it and buy it yourself. But I get a little uh, finder's fee, a little commission that, that rolls my way. Um, it's an easy way to support the show, easy way to just you know keep the, the, that stream just trickling in a few, a few shekels here, a few shekels there. Um, and you know, when, when a bunch of people do that and a bunch of shekels add up to, uh, uh, you know, a few shekels here add up to a bunch of shekels down the road. So, um, using, using those links help out. Uh, but like I said, sharing, sharing the show, there's a whole thing at the end of the course as well. That says kind of ways you can support those are on there. Obviously talking about my coaching stuff, Patreon, all that stuff is there as well. But, uh, you know, just, just get into it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if it, if it's good, if you like it. Um, I've got an idea, several ideas for other courses. I'm not going to get started on a new one quite right away. Uh, I've got a lot of things I want to work on and only so many hours in the day. But if the courses are well-received, I'm down with doing a bunch of courses. Um, even making them all free and just giving you the opportunity to support the show and, and support the coursework in other ways, we can do that as well. 
Um, so let me know what you think, how you like it, how you like that kind of format of some videos and some text and some kind of mixing, mixing and matching a little bit. If you like it, we'll do more of them. Um, already going to do one for heart rate training. That one's going to come fairly soon ish. TV, you know, stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. Uh, but got some other bigger course ideas that may come down the pipe as well. Um, but again, want to hear your feedback before I invest the time and effort and energy into making those courses. Cause this, this course, um, definitely took some hours. It took some hours spread out over months to uh, get it to you. So I, I want to know what you think about it. Check it out. Dizruns.com slash little things, little things. So uh, I guess I've, I've droned down long enough. You know, you know how you can support the show and you know that everything that you do to support the show is very much appreciated. All these, you know, just like all the little shekels add up to some big shekels, all the little ways to support, telling people about the show, telling people about the courses, telling people about the book, you know, all, all those little things little things. Funny how that worked out. They really add up. They really make a difference. So thanks for all that you do. Uh, I hope that uh, the continued growth of the show, the continued growth of some other things coming down the pipe demonstrate to you how much I appreciate your support. So until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening and and for all the love and support and kind words and and messages that I get from y'all on a regular basis. Certainly appreciate it. Until next time, talk soon. See you guys.